I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right. It's week 10. We've had one other college football podcast. We got some big games this week and some big games last week. So I figure, let's do it again. So we got Andrew on. Andrew, how's it going? All right. Decent. <laughs> could be better? Yes, could be a lot better. Better okay. than, All right. worse enough. than last time, say the least. Oh, my God. <laughs> a couple of Mizzou losses later, and Andrew's back. Um, follow us at PSO Sports <laughs> One on Instagram and Twitter, and Pointless Sports Opinions on everything else. We have a SeatGeek link. Use the SeatGeek link. Chase was telling us all the things that are in town, and I don't remember any of them. Uh, the Chainsmokers was one of them. Go see the Chainsmokers. Um, b- blues tickets, anything you need tickets for, use our SeatGeek link. It's in all our bios. You just click the link. takes you right to the SeatGeek app. Then you buy your tickets. It's easy, and it helps us out. helps your good friends at PSO out, okay? So use it. Um, we're talking some more college football. Um Big slate of games. Big slate of games here. We're coming off some big games. Andrew's sad. Um, he's seen a couple more loss, Mizzou losses than he would like. Um, I've seen a couple more Notre Dame losses than I would like. Uh, one particularly big one to Michigan that was uh, quite embarrassing. Ooh, so where are we going to start here, Andrew? Uh, well, there's a few games this week that are worth something, uh, starting with the Georgia-Florida game, the uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party, I believe they call it. Or they can't call it that anymore. This was The spread was Georgia by six, and it didn't really make a lot of sense, and we found out why right away. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Florida can't run the ball. They didn't in this game. They couldn't. Georgia controlled the game, converted a lot of third downs. They converted at one point. It was They were like 11 of 16, and Florida was 0 for 8 or something. Like, it was... Just Jesus. keeping the chains going from making big passes. He had terrible games back-to-back weeks. One was in a monsoon, so that's not really his fault. But against a good Florida secondary, he did well. And they take the East back. Uh, it was Missouri's about three weeks ago. Florida then took the lead on <laughs> Georgia in first place. The further thing to this, Georgia keeps their playoff hopes alive. Uh, yep. From with two touchdowns. He's kind of out of the Heisman race. He really never got into it. He didn't have enough like touchdowns. They relied more on DeAndre Swift running than him throwing. 
Uh, Kyle right, Trask. Two rough games took him right out of it. Oh, the two rough – yeah, the South Carolina game he threw like three interceptions, and then Kentucky was a monsoon, so he couldn't really put up numbers there. But Kyle Trask, who I've liked a lot, he's been really – or played really well from the fact that like he never played in high school. I still don't understand that. Yeah, you don't either. Still doesn't make sense. I don't I, I, I don't know. That's Apparently he backed up De'Eric King for Houston, who's like sitting out the rest of the year because he wants to redshirt for next year. I don't know. That's a whole other story. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. The, but he was okay. He, uh, they rallied late, and they got a late touchdown, and they got him to like a third and eight, couldn't get the ball back. Uh, big third down pass to Eli Wolf, the tight end for Georgia. Clinched the game. They need it out. And, uh, yeah, they knock out Florida from the playoff race, probably from the division, and probably clinch the East, uh, sadly. Uh, on to the big, Pac-12. Big, big, huge game. Yeah, on to the Pac-12. I love the SEC football. I don't know. It's Go ahead. The SEC, well, the year, this year in the SEC, there's like five good teams. Uh, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Auburn. And then there's a big gap to the rest of the conference. Like, like the Grand Canyon yep. is, would be an understatement to the rest <laughs> of the conference. And the Arkansas Razorbacks, who are the worst team, they, I think they lost, they gave up 42 in the first half to Mississippi State. Um, yep. I don't know. We're going too far. In the, there's, they're, they're not worth talking about. So we'll just <laughs> keep right. moving on. Uh, the Pac 12, they're two playoff contenders, Oregon and Utah, sitting at the bottom of the top 10. Oregon, in a game, both of these teams I thought would lose this week. I thought USC would win. They're very good at home, and I thought Washington would beat Utah. Herbert was really good. He, he everyone kind of threw Oregon away after they lost Week One to Auburn, and yeah. they've been nothing but dominant the rest of the year. I mean, they've been blowing out teams in the Pac-12. They had one tough game against Washington, another one against Washington State. They almost lost, but besides that, a thirty-point win on the road at USC, a team who beat Utah with their third-string QB, so big win for them. Uh, Herbert, Huge win. They crushed them. Yeah, that game was over by uh, the, I mean, by the get-go. Uh, <laughs> they ret- had a pick six, then they like returned a kickoff a minute later. I mean, They were scoring every, every way possible. Uh, their last three games are home against Arizona, at Arizona State, and home against Oregon State. Nothing spectacular. Um, yeah. They might be – I found this hard to believe, but uh, Joel Klatt said this on Fox – no team has gone in a nine-game conference schedule has gone nine and zero in conference, and that'd be the Big Twelve, Big Ten, and the uh, Pac twelve. They play nine conference games, even though everybody should. But that—that's a shot. Yeah, nobody's going nine and zero. No one's going nine and zero, and I found that hard to believe. I mean, it's true. Uh, or no, wow. gone nine and zero and won their conference championship. I forgot to put that. That's kind of big on the end of it. Oh, okay. So, like, I think Wisconsin went nine and zero a couple years ago. And uh, this year, there's four teams that could still do it: Oregon, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, and Minnesota, all in the Big Ten. But so I think, do they still have a shot at the playoff? Oregon, a hundred percent. Okay. That uh, the loss Oklahoma had a couple weeks ago to Kansas State really helps them. Uh, what will also help them would be Clemson dropping a game, even that probably won't happen because they don't play anybody. Yeah. And. Not really. I, Ohio State's almost like a lock at this point. They've been so dominant. But if they were to maybe to drop the Penn State game later in the year, or I don't know, they'd be like chaos to happen in the Big Ten. Yeah. But I, Oregon, to me, if they win out, they can be in because I'm more of a fan of take the conference champ over the one loss SEC team. That's just yeah. me. So that'd be like the LSU Alabama I think I agree loser. with you. Yeah, that, that's just my opinion. Uh, 
Utah, they uh, beat Washington, and they they were down early. Jacob Eason was dealing for Washington. Then he threw a pick six, and all hell broke loose. Utah took the game over. Washington scored late, made a one score. But uh, Utah, I, I'm still not like a believer in them. I don't know. They Tyler Huntley's their QB. He's all right. Nothing special. Uh, they run the ball. They play great defense. Kyle Winningham's probably the best coach in that conference. Uh, like, I don't know, like if pound for pound's the right term, but like for what he does, <laughs> at, for what he does at Utah compared to like USC or like the resources yeah, those yeah, other yeah. schools have. Right. Like he won the division last year. Then he's done a very good job this year. They lost one game to USC. Every other game, they've kind of won decisively. Not, not, haven't been really in too much trouble. Uh, their last three they played the resurgent UCLA Bruins. Uh, they go to Arizona and they host Colorado. Uh, I got a pick for one of those games later on, uh, so we'll get to that. The Saturday night game, the college game day game, was Memphis and SMU. Um, uh, they were very, very questionable. Uh, but Both ranked. Yeah, both ranked. <laughs> a, weird, a weird matchup. Memphis, SMU, and they're both ranked. Well, one thing about last week, uh, there were some big individual games. Like the first four I have on here were pretty big for like the – the big six bowl games and stuff like that. But outside yeah, of yeah. this, I think I counted in like 14 to 15 of the top 25 were on by this week. Four of the five in the top five were on by, except uh, Clemson who played Wofford. So they were basically on a bye week. Oh, yeah, on a bye. Yeah. So everyone was on by this week except like eight ranked teams. But they all played like big games. So uh, yeah. the main takeaway I got from this game, well, I sat down and like, well, how in the world are both these teams ranked? Then I looked at the AAC compared to the ACC, the American compared to the, uh, the ACC. Navy seven and one. SMU is now eight and one with that loss. Memphis is eight and one. Cincinnati seven and one. UCF is seven and two. I I know they, the rest of the conference may not be great, but on top compared to like teams the ACC like like UCF compared to I don't know like Virginia. I think like they would be better. SMU compared to yeah. Louisville. Like I don't know the ACC. They have Clemson. Then they have mediocrity and then they have bad football like it's there's like three right. levels to it uh it doesn't help it that doesn't Florida really State, like, this isn't like it's not really a shot at clemson because like they it's not their fault that everyone else sucks around them right yeah because they play Texas a&m they're a decent opponent this year out of conference but like florida state's bad miami's bad louisville's rebuilding uh virginia tech struggled uh most of this year even though they they were five and two going into this week which was a lot better than I thought. And then, like, here's something interesting. The Coastal Division in the ACC, the last – if Virginia wins this year, which I think they will, that's seven years and seven different champions. Every team in that wow. division, the last seven years, would have won the division. I don't that's know how that's cool, possible. But, but that's the parody in the ACC uh, kind of gone off yeah. the <laughs> Memphis-SMU game. But Antonio Gibson, he used my player of the week for Memphis – Senior wide receiver. He had three carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. Six catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. Also took a kickoff back. Uh, high scoring game, 54 to 48. Memphis wins. Takes first place in that division. Probably the head to get the group of five bid into the Power Six or the Big Six Bulls, whatever they call it, the Playoff Six. So like the Orange, wow. the Rose, Cotton, all those. Bulls, you know. Right. And uh, something interesting. The spread was six and a half. Memphis was favored actually. And SMU went for two with like a minute left for no particular reason. I think that was interesting. They, they covered. So congrats to anyone who bet oh, SMU. Man. 
and R. moving R. on, I threw this on there for you. Memphis. Notre Dame gets a narrow win over Virginia Tech. Ian Book wasn't great, but he was clutched throughout. Kept getting going on a couple. He pulled fours. it out, man. He came. I mean, they outgained Virginia Tech by like 300 yards. It, it was kind of fluky that Virginia Tech was in the game. They Notre Dame has a couple field goals, but Book got the job done. He made a couple big throws, kept the ball in the option late, ran it in, scored the yeah. game winner. I don't know. It's a big win for Notre Dame. It's kind of hard to come off after that Michigan game. They got blown out, and then that's like yep. their playoff the hopes. Soon. It's kind of hard to come back and play a game next week. But they came 100%. back. They won. Um, Book's solid. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to make a power – Playoff six bowl, whatever the hell it's called again. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think so with two losses. Yeah, I don't pr- know. probably we'll not. See. I don't know how the tie-ins work. Like I don't know if they're tied in with like the ACC in a bowl game because like yeah. they'd be the they second be. best ACC team behind Clemson. So I don't know how that works. Right. Uh yeah. So Notre Dame, I think they'll win out. Uh, I think they got Navy, Duke, Stanford, maybe left. I think something like that. I, and I think maybe Boston – they have someone else in the ACC, I think, also. Uh, speaking of Boston College, uh, I just threw this on here to say this. They won 58-27 to against Syracuse. They ran for 496 yards. Um, they only threw 10 times, and they were very efficient throwing 10 times for 195 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> just Syracuse, they had like a decent year last year. Everyone thought they'd be good this year, and they've – this is like the fourth time they got ran off the field. Maryland did it to them, and everyone thought Maryland was good. But it turns out they both sucked. Clemson ran Syracuse off the field, and now Boston College just did. So, congrats to the Eagles. A.J. Dillon's a running back. He's like an old-school 240-pound running back. Big guy running we'll over see him people. in the league? In the uh, – I mean, he gets into the end zone. I mean, he got like eight yards of carry this eh. So, I mean, I don't yes, know. We'll see. <laughs> he can probably do it. Uh, going on to a little news, Florida State fires Willie Taggart. Uh, Boom. He's been horrible. I don't know how else to put it. Yep. He, I saw, like, a picture, and he's, like, under 500 as a coach. I don't know how he got the Florida State job. At Western Kentucky, he was 16-20. and 20. South Florida, 24-25. and 25. One year at Oregon went 7-5. and five. Then got the Florida State job and went 9-12 and in 21 games. Uh, Jesus. His total buyouts is a little over thirty million. He's gotten in buyouts. Second largest buyout in college football history at seventeen million behind Charlie Weiss at eighteen point nine million from Notre Dame. Bad memory for you. Uh but this brought up like I kind of looked into this. I'm like, well, who Notre Dame hired Brian Kelly after that? Who were their candidates? And I looked back, looked at a couple articles. This is some deep research. Not really. It's a simple Google search. But <laughs> some guys that they were considering were Jim Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, Bob Stoops, Kirk Ferentz, Gary Patterson, and Chris Peterson, along with Brian Kelly. And all those guys are kind of like three of them are big names, and they kind of have Gary Patterson, Chris Peterson on there who were at TCU and Boise at the time. And they ended yeah. up going with Brian Kelly, the guy who was at Cincinnati. He wasn't a big name. And that's exactly what Florida right State choice. should do. They should, like Urban Meyer's there. Don't get Urban Meyer. He's not – a, like a long-term fix. That's not what Urban Meyer yeah. is. He's going to be short-term. Bob Stoops. People are floating Bob Stoops' name around. I don't understand that. Why would he? Why would he leave Oklahoma? Yeah, I that's a know. top five team at Baker Mayfield just to come back two years later at a bad Florida State program. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, Mark Stoops would be my pick. This is not because Kentucky kicks Mizzou's ass every year. 
Uh, he's <laughs> brought Kentucky to be like a middle of the road to above average SEC team, which yeah. is just it's very, a basketball school. Yeah, it's a basketball school. They don't get players. They're playing Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia every year. We're better programs. Missouri's are they're not a better program, sadly, but uh, they're they're winning games. They were seven and six, seven and six. Um, last four years, seven and six, seven and six, ten and three. Now four and four this year, playing with a wide receiver cube. That's uh, he's done a, such a good job. He was the Florida State D coordinator yeah. from 2010 to 2012. Uh, to me, he's the pick for the job because he's done that with Kentucky. You give him Florida State, which is in a weaker conference, better school, better prestige, better recruits. You get Florida, Florida recruits. Uh, I think he'll be a really good job, and that's. The yeah, guy to help give the guy some actual talent. Yes, and then see what he could do. And you look at Clemson. Dabo Sweeney was hired like in 2009 or something, and he slowly built the place up. Get Mark Stoops, let him slowly build the place up, because you're not beating Clemson next year. You're not beating Clemson in three years. You're gonna have to take a time. Uh, yep. Just build build over time. Like there's you lost Jimbo Fisher because he chased the money at A and M. That's a whole other yep. issue. But then you panic and get Willie Taggart. That's just it was a bad hire from the start. Uh, my number two pick would be Brett Venables, the DC at Clemson. But I think he's kind of waiting. There's the whole thing out there that if Nick Saban retires, they're going to go get Dabo Sweeney because he's an Alabama alum, and then Brett Venables gets the Clemson job because Brett Venables has been there as long as Dabo has, and he's never looked to get jobs elsewhere. So that's like the whole conspiracy theory. There's like a chain of things going to happen if Nick Saban retires, but I don't know. If you get Brett Venables, that obviously weakens Clemson, helps you out. Uh, but Mark Stoops yeah. would be my pick. Uh, Hold trans- on, wait. If you're if you're Dabo Sweeney, would you go to Alabama? Yes, because it's Alabama. That's uh, yeah, but Nick Saban is Alabama. Yeah, that's true. But I I think Dabo's got a way. He doesn't have to play anybody, and he gets everybody. He gets all the players. I don't That's know. That's true, I, I but I think... Don't take the Clemson thing for granted. That's my opinion. He's, oh, no. I mean, he's won two championships with Clemson. Like, maybe if he hasn't won in Clemson, he would try to stay, but he's won twice. Uh, you see, like, Urban Meyer. Like, Urban Meyer was at Florida. Why would he go anywhere? He, like, why would he go to Notre Dame? But then he retired for health reasons or whatever. And ended up at yeah, Ohio State, won court. a championship. Now he's going to be at USC next year. That's a thing already, so... Uh, but, like, I don't know... It's hard to stay at one place for a long time. Nowadays, yeah. everyone's changing. You see it in the NBA. I know it's players, but you see it. All, everyone, everything's changing now. Everyone's all like, "All right, what's what can I do next?" Instead of what yeah. can I build forward? I don't know. That's true. Uh, transitioning to the Heisman, my five top guys: uh, Burrow, still number one. His stats are just ridiculous. Uh, Twenty-eight hundred yards, thirty touchdowns, four picks, nearly eighty percent completion percentage. I think that's right. I. That's I hope absurd. That's right. That's he's at 78.8. I think I don't know. That, that seems it's so unreal that I don't believe it if that's <laughs> actually right. But he's on the that's high stat. You triple check. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tua number two. He got hurt. Hurt. He's apparently a game time decision. Somehow, uh, Nick Saban said that like a week and a half ago. He's like, yeah, he'll be a game time <laughs> decision for LSU, which is like 11 days away. I'm like, how do you know what he's gonna feel that day? I I don't know. That's just a weird wording. <laughs> but he's gonna play. Uh. This Saturday, Justin Fields at number three. He's quietly having a great year because Ohio State's blowing everybody out. 24 passing touchdowns, nine rushing, only one interception. Uh, 
Chuba One Hubbard, pick. Oklahoma State. This guy is just a beast. 18 touchdowns, 1,600 yards, getting basically 200 yards a game just on anyone in the Big 12. He's just running over people. He's fourth for me. Justin Herbert, number five. He's been very underrated. Only two interceptions to 24 touchdowns. About 70 percent completion percentage. This is it's kind of like the Marcus Mariota thing. No one like or Christian McCaffrey. No one watches him on the West Coast. Their games are late at night yeah. or whatever. So that's like their excuse um, to like not having him higher on the list. Yeah. Uh, two honorable mentions. Jalen Hurts. He's kind of falling off because of that loss. To me, it's hard for him to win the Heisman because he's getting compared to Baker Mayfield. He's getting compared to right. Kyler Murray. All the, the two guys who won before him, and his stats don't really compare up to them. And yeah. both those guys, uh, Kyler Murray went twelve and one. Baker Mayfield went twelve and one, I believe. And I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to lose another game. I don't know where, but might be the Big Twelve Championship. Might be against Baylor later in the year or Oklahoma State. But uh, yep. it's going to be hard for him to even compete at the Heisman at this point if he didn't go undefeated. And the last guy is Chase Young. I don't know if you've seen some Chase Young highlights, but he's the I best player that. in college. He's a defensive end for Ohio State. Uh, he's gotten some buzz. Oh, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah, I, I've seen. Yeah, okay. You know who he is now, because I. Yeah. Yeah. He's got four sack. He got four sacks against Wisconsin. Just he's Oof. like the equivalent of like Aaron Donald in college or in the pros. He's like that in college. He's unblockable. You can double him, whatever, chip him. It doesn't matter. He's getting to the quarterback. He's on pace to break the sack record. I don't know what that number is. I should have looked that up, but I heard he's on pace to break the sack record, which to me it's hard for him to win the highest option because he's a defensive player. But yeah. Justin Fields is also on Ohio State. And right, he's just <laughs> right. on his own team. Yeah. But he has a chance to make the more Heisman moments because they play Penn State later in the year. That has a chance to be – a 10-0 versus 10-0 game. Uh, they play Michigan. That's one of the higher-rated games of the year, and they also play in the Big Ten Championship probably. So that's three big games. Say he gets four sacks and two of them or something. He gets like a pick six, something crazy. He has a chance right. to do it. To me, he's in a better spot than Manti Teo was. He didn't win. Um, I wasn't. I didn't really know enough when Adamican Sue was a uh, when he was up for it, but apparently, like it's kind of similar to where. He, that's what I've read. Yeah. Uh, what year is he? God, is he a junior? I think he's a junior because I've heard like he's like the number one. Can pick he come out? Coming out? I think okay, so. Okay, so he can come out. I remember him playing last year, so he's at least a I'm pretty sure he's a junior. Uh, okay. Speaking of Ohio State, they're number one in my top <laughs> ten. Uh, a lot of this is kind of the same as last time. Some teams are moved around. It's kind of the same as what people have right now. Uh, Ohio State one, LSU's two, Alabama three. Clemson four, Penn State five, Oregon six, seven Georgia. I have Oregon ahead of Georgia. To me, they've been better. I mean, they've won eight in, eight in a row, seven in a row, something like that. They only have one loss. They lost week one. Uh, Georgia seven, Oklahoma eight, Utah nine, Baylor ten. Uh, honorable mentions in Minnesota and Michigan. Uh, Minnesota's eight and oh. No one really – I mean, if you look at their schedule, you can see how, but they've like – Barely beat like like the Georgia Southern earlier in the year, Fresno State they barely beat like they've they've stumbled their way to eight and zero and like number twelve in the rankings. So uh, Michigan's also on my honorable mentions. Uh, I think Michigan might get a big win later in the year. We'll get to that in a little bit. Oh, yeah. But I want to do the rest of this podcast last like ten five five ten minutes going over some picks I have for November. 
last year I nailed the Kyler Murray wins the Heisman and uh, Oklahoma makes the playoff. I think they're like number seven or eight heading in last year. And then he went off in November, carried them to the playoffs when everyone thought Tua was a lock for the award. So uh, we're going to go through each conference. Ringing your own bell there. Tooting your own horn. Yes, I like um, it. I always like to toot my own horn. Uh, <laughs> starting with the ACC, this chaos of a conference. Uh, Clemson's 9-0. Wake Forest is 7-1. and They play in a couple weeks. Winners win the conference. Clemson will probably be a 21-point favorite in that game. So that should not be a problem. Uh, in the Coastal, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech are all kind of in it still. There's probably more teams because Virginia has two losses, but that's who I put on there. Virginia will probably uh, they're the better team. But There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The, like the gap between Clemson and Virginia is like at like 35 spots like in the poll. Yeah. I, got, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Uh, again, it's not Clemson's fault they don't play anybody because their conference is just bad. Like Wake Forest is 7-1, and one, and they were 22nd in the AP poll because no one thinks they're good. That's just how it yeah. works. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take Clemson over Virginia in the ACC championship. Big 10 uh, in the East. Ohio State, Penn State, both 8-0. Winner's going to go to the championship. Even if Penn State loses to Minnesota this weekend, if they beat Ohio State, they'll get in because they'll only have one loss, and they'll win the tiebreaker. I think Ohio State will win that game. In the West, Minnesota's 8-0. They're 5-0 in the conference. Iowa, Wisconsin, both with two losses. All these teams still got to play each other. So I think Iowa or Minnesota would get in. Uh, I think Wisconsin will beat Iowa. But like the two law, like they have to lose. Basically, Minnesota's got to like lose out to like lose the division at this point. Right. And they got home field against Wisconsin later in the year in the last week. Man, what happened to Wisconsin? Oh, my goodness. It was going so well. They overlooked Illinois. It's like a sad thing to say because Illinois has been That's a, a very, very bad sad program. Thing to say. But Lovey they. Baby. they it was a big win for them, but they really overlooked them. Uh, they were looking at Ohio State game, and they overlooked Illinois. Uh, that game was really interesting. Illinois like never took a snap in the red zone, but scored twenty four points. And like going into the Ohio State game, Wisconsin still led every second of the year because that was a game winning field goal at the last second yeah. for Illinois. It's just that's actually crazy. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's only but, happens in college. But Ohio State ran Wisconsin out of the building. No one – it wasn't, like, unexpected. I mean, I guess how they did it was, but was, – because Wisconsin looked so good, and they had, like, four shutouts already. Or, I think it was four. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're, they're kind of struggling. I think they'll get a big one this week against Iowa, but 
Anyways, I'll take Ohio State over Minnesota in the Big Ten. In the Big 12, it's just chaos. Uh, Baylor's 8-0 because everyone thought they'd be a uh, – Oklahoma has a loss. <laughs> Kansas State, Iowa State, and Texas all got two. There's a lot of games that still got to be played. I think Texas plays Kansas State and Iowa State and Baylor. Baylor plays Oklahoma and Texas. Everyone's got to play each other, so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, they're so going to beat each other up. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Oklahoma over Baylor because that's one and two right now. I'll, I'll see that's how it finishes. Uh, going to the Pac-12 in the North, Oregon six zero in the conference. Second place is Oregon State, which I saw when I looked up the standings. Typing this up, that just shocked me because uh, Oregon <laughs> State's probably in the worst worst program in that conference like this decade, and they're three and two in the yep. conference and four and four overall. So congrats to them. I don't know if they'll win again the rest of the year. I looked at their schedule, but they've proved me wrong to this point. So uh, Oregon will sleepwalk their way through the rest of that. Schedule Utah, they're five and one. They've lost to USC though, who's at four and two, and UCLA is also four and two. Surprisingly enough, Utah and UCLA both control their destiny. The resurgent UCLA Bruins. <laughs> uh, Chip Kelly got a lot Chip. of crap. Chip uh, baby, I like their team a lot. They started off zero and three, and then they won the game against Washington State. I don't know if you saw this. They were like down 49. Oh, I watched that game. That game was f- one of the craziest football games I've ever seen They were in my down 49 to 17 with like 6 minutes left in the third. And then like not even like 15 minutes later, they were up like 60 or 56 to 50. I I don't know. It made no sense. Absurd. They there was like they, 200 points scored, scored in the like, damn game. They scored like 42 points in like 15 minutes. Just absurd, uh, but they've been playing really well, and I think they're going to beat USC and beat Utah, and then win their division. I'm just not a believer. Oh, wh- in Utah. What? Yes, I like UCLA a lot. Um, their program's really young. They're going to be good in two years. Give them two more years. Okay. They're playing a lot of freshmen and sophomores. That's one of my bull predictions for November. UCLA wins that division. Yeah. All right. What? Jeez. I'll take Dorian Thompson Robinson, man. DTR. He's he good. good. I liked him in the Elite 11. Yeah, he's really good. And uh, Joshua Kelly, the running back, he's done really well also. He got like four touchdowns against Arizona State, I think. I think that's what happened. Uh, but they're playing well. Chip Kelly's it's working. Give him time. Uh, okay. SEC, Georgia in the East sits at 4-1 and one in the conference. Florida at 4-2. and two. And sadly, uh, Georgia controls their destiny. And sadly, the other team that controls their destiny is the uh, the dysfunctional, bipolar Missouri Tigers, who sit at two and two. Uh, Missouri and Georgia play this week, and if Missouri wins, they're in first place in the division, which just makes no sense to me. But, uh, yeah, that does not make yeah, sense. I, to I don't me know either. what else to say there. In the West, <laughs> Alabama is eight and zero. LSU's eight and zero. Alabama has the extra conference win over them. They're five and zero. LSU's four and zero. I guess this kind of says who I'm picking this week, but I think Alabama is going to win the division. Yeah, I think they'll play over Georgia. I think they'll beat them in the conference championship. If the SEC like wants two teams in a the playoff, they probably need Georgia to win that game, which I don't. Yeah, I think they could. Uh, they almost beat them last year. If it wasn't for Jalen Hurts coming in, they probably would have won that game. So I'll take Alabama I don't know. over you Georgia. Th- you don't think LSU could still make it if Alabama wins? Or the loser of the Alabama LSU game, I think they could more than get in. I, I think they if they go eleven and one, they have a chance. Uh, to me, Alabama is more likely than LSU uh, because they're Alabama. I, 
Yeah. The LSU thing, they've they've been all right this year. I mean, all right. That's an understanding. Okay. What I'm trying to say is like they've been awesome. Uh LSU, they've had like a flaw in like all the games are played. Like when they beat Vander, they beat Vanderbilt this year. They get forty points to them. They played Auburn. They had like three hundred more yards. They scored like only twenty three. They won by three against Bo Nix, who hasn't been doing well this year. Like they're like they're like they're good, but like there's just something off about them. I don't know. They have three top ten wins. I I don't know. There's just something off at LSU to me. Uh, I just think Alabama beats them this week. Alabama's at home also. Two is going to come back after sitting out a week for injury or rest, whatever, whatever happened there. I have another okay. thing about LSU in a minute. Uh, so my okay. playoff predictions, uh, number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson, Ohio State, three, and Oregon, four. I think Oregon's going to get in. And uh, okay. go in my bull predictions for November. These are my five. We will check these at the end of the uh, season to see how well I did. Let's Probably be 0 for 5. Uh, I'm down. My number Anything one, bold. Yes. I'm here for it. Yes. UCLA, I think, wins out, wins the Pac-12 South. I like how they've been playing. And then here's my number two. This is my LSU thing. I think Ole Miss beats LSU the week after the Alabama game. Okay. And I look back, LSU's lost in the last five years. They've lost a week after Alabama twice. And I think they're, I think they're going to lose. And that's just, it's kind of like, you know, you like happened to Notre Dame. They lose the big game to Michigan. Next week, it's hard to get up and play a team that you know you're yep. better than and like yep. you're like you think like the season goals are over and like yep. I think Ole Miss it's at Ole Miss it's a night game I think they beat them big upset LSU that probably end their hopes for the okay. for the playoff yeah so, it doesn't it doesn't like this is how college football works it, no it doesn't have like, no I'm trying to say is no one goes undefeated like not like four teams don't just go undefeated right it, right, right, right last year yep. was the outlier I think it was Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame all went 12 and 0, 13 and 0 whatever. Yep. That's the outlier. Every other year there's always like one undefeated team, maybe two, then a bunch of one-loss teams or two-loss teams. That's yep. usually how it is. And going back to that, I think Michigan beats Ohio State. I think this is the year. Well, uh, I said that last year, but Michigan's been playing really well. <laughs> Michigan's been playing really well since the the Penn State game. They got blown out in the first half. I think it was 21 to 7, but they they're down twenty-eight to seven, I believe, in the second half. They brought all the way back, had a drop touchdown on fourth down to try to extend the game. Um, and I think they would have won that game in overtime. They blew out Notre Dame. They blew out Maryland this week. I think they're playing really well, and maybe it's good for Michigan to be like the spoiler this year instead of this is the, the year, last... baby Harbaugh. <laughs> I it's just I think last year they were. It was like, all right, this is the year Michigan's making the playoffs, and they had to go to Ohio State, and then they just got wiped out. I think this year, Ohio State, they're going to beat Penn State the week before, clinch the division, feel great about themselves, and Michigan's going to run the ball on them. Shea Patterson makes a couple plays. It sounds kind of crazy as I'm saying it, but I think Michigan beats them. <laughs> it does sound a little crazy. I think, Whenever you say Shea Patterson's going to make a couple plays, it just makes me eerie. Yeah. Uh, my number four. For another coach's fired in the power five, that'd be Chad Morris at Arkansas. Okay. I don't know if he gets fired as he's walking off the field against Mizzou on the last week of the year. Well, he might win that game, so he ain't getting fired after that game. But uh, <laughs> that's what happened to Brett Bielema last time. Mizzou beat him on a game-winning field, and they fired him on the field. That was <laughs> – That's absurd. I, that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, but I think he uh, he gets fired. Uh, I don't 
another power five coach would be Clay Helton at USC. He's like done all he could. Yeah. Like they, yep. The odds are stacked against him so much. Like JT Daniels, their starter gets hurt. So they're playing this three star freshman. Then against Utah, who's a top 10 team at that time, he gets hurt. And then the third string comes in, he coaches him to a win. He, they almost beat Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. They got blown out by Oregon, yep. which doesn't help him. He's he will get fired eventually because Urban Meyer is already like like fixing his desk up and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> he's but, ordered uh, the nameplate. But Chad, yeah, yeah, Chad Morris, he's gonna get fired at the end of the year. That's just not working out there. And my number five is Oregon. Comes the first year to go nine and zero in conference play and win the conference championship. Makes the playoff and a little bit too much. Probably Justin Herbert winning the Heisman. That's like nine predictions. Yes. Uh I really like this Oregon team. Uh, they barely lost week one. They probably shouldn't have lost that game. Uh, Auburn came back late and stole it from them. But Oregon's played really well. They've won on the road at Washington. The thing with Justin Herbert was he was very, a lot worse on the road than he was at home. This year they've been very good on the road. The USC game, they beat Washington in a very good game. That's a game, uh, if you're ever interested in Herbert and Jacob Eason when they're coming out this year, that's a game to watch. That game was fun. A lot of good QB play. But I think Oregon does it. I think they're going to run the table, finish 12-1, and one, be the fourth seed in the playoff. And I know a lot of people love Tua, but I think Herbert's the best QB in the country. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, maybe that's a little bit too much, but uh, that's just my opinion. Okay. Uh, so there's my five bowl predictions. Uh, it'll probably be 0 for 5 when we revisit this at the end of November. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I nailed the one I nailed last year was Kylo Murray making the playoff and win the Heisman, so we'll see if that happens again. So All you need is one. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go into uh, week 11 picks. There's some good games this week, and then three very big games this week. Uh, Wisconsin, they're getting nine at home against Iowa. They've sat around for a bye week, and everyone, the world's told them how bad they are after they got whooped by Ohio State. And to me, this they're is the game where – this is the team where Wisconsin just comes out and runs the ball for 500 yards, just like runs over the other team. It's just not even a competition. Uh, I like them big at home over Iowa. Ohio State's getting 44. Uh, they're 44-point favorites in a conference game. The Maryland, <laughs> I can't get over that. The same Maryland. 44. The same Maryland, 44. The same Maryland team that the Big Ten chose over Missouri. And, like, they chose Rutgers over. I, I don't know. That's a shot at the Big Ten. Like, you could have had Missouri and, like, Louisville. But you chose Maryland and Rutgers, so congrats. Uh, <laughs> Ohio State will cover that. That game will be 45 nothing. At halftime. Uh, Baylor getting one at TCU. This is a trap game and a half for Baylor. They play Oklahoma the week after at home. Big game. Probably be a night game on national TV or something like Fox or something. But uh, a lot of people don't like what they've seen from Baylor. They've kind of fluked their way to 8-0. But I watched them last Thursday night. They struggled with West Virginia, but they made plays on defense and special teams. That really helped their chances. I think they'll beat TCU. Uh, avoid the trap game. Be nine or no going to play Oklahoma and Texas to end the year. Uh, Vandy getting twenty eight at Florida. Vandy's horrible. They're like two and seven. They're terrible. But Florida again, they lose the big game to Georgia. Uh, they lost this game Hard last to year to that. Missouri. I don't think Vanderbilt's as good as that Missouri team is last year. But they lost the game at home to Missouri the week after the Georgia game. I think they're gonna. I'm not saying Vanderbilt's gonna win, but they'll be within four touchdowns. And Notre Dame's getting uh, yeah. seven point. Or, uh, Duke Duke's seven point underdogs playing Notre Dame. Uh, this line should probably be fourteen. Duke's not great. 
Notre Dame. This game will be close early, but Notre Dame will probably be like a 13-point win on the road. And there's three big games this week. Two eight nos going at it. Penn State, Minnesota. Penn State's getting six and a half, six and a half point favorites. Uh, to me, this game's just too big for Minnesota. Um, they haven't played a ranked team all year. I, it's just hard. I, I don't see Minnesota winning this game. I just don't see how they win this game. Uh, to me, Penn State, they've been very good offensively, very good defensively. Better coach. I just don't see how they lose this game. I take Penn State 33, Minnesota getting a garbage time touchdown, but they don't go for two and try to cover the spread like SMU. They kick the extra point. <laughs> uh, the game of the century, number one LSU goes to number two Alabama. Alabama six point favorites. This line has been like at the end of the year it was like seventeen. A couple weeks ago it was like eleven. It was seven. Now it's down to six. A lot of people banging LSU. I like Alabama. Uh, this is like like the Chiefs going to play the Patriots last year. Like it's Patrick Mahomes, it's the new thing, and then Alabama and the Patriots yep. are just like, okay, we're still the Patriots. Alabama, they're still Alabama. Yep. They're going to win this game. If you think they're going to lose this, that, this is a guarantee. We'll just guarantee this. This is like my the lock of the week is Alabama winning by six. They, they win by two touchdowns. I, okay. Burrow has been fantastic. You're really but, laying it all out here. Is this because I'm not having you on enough? You feel as if you need to be bold? <laughs> I want to like try to get a lot of things right and seem smart. That's why I'm laying a lot of stuff out here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think Alabama wins. Uh, their defense hasn't been great. I don't know. It's just this is the game that Nick Saban puts it all together and just like shuts down LSU. Like, oh, you have this cool passing game now. We'll watch this. Like, that's, that's just what's going to happen this week. And then that the night game. So, Penn State, Minnesota, that's at 11 central time. LSU, Alabama at 2.30. When that game ends, Missouri and Georgia kick off at 6 p.m. Georgia getting two touchdowns coming off the big win. Mizzou comes off the bye. Mizzou has covered five of seven against Georgia. They're undefeated as an underdog this year at 0-0. Zero zero. Uh, they've also, they're winless also <laughs> again, as an underdog. Uh, they're 10-2 and two in November under Odom. It's November now. This is Odom's month. They've won nine in a row. Mizzou is 5-0 against pocket passers. That is Jake Fromm. He's a pocket passer. They're 0-3 against dual threats. Odom already said it. It's the rally the troops game, the circle the wagon game. He's undefeated in those. You can look back. Vanderbilt 2016, Idaho 2017, Florida 2018. It's the circle the wagons, rally the troops. This is my time to shine. And for the SEC East, I think Georgia will score 17, and I think Missouri will score zero. I like Georgia there. They'll cover. (laughs) Um, I don't see how Missouri scores. Oh my God. Anticlimactic. Yeah, I don't think Missouri scores. Uh, They've gone from two weeks. or Last time I was on, they played Ole Miss, and I thought Ole Miss would win that game. It seemed like the game Missouri would lose. But Missouri came out, established himself not only as like a top 25 team, but probably like a top 20 team that had the fluke loss to Wyoming. But like they ran the ball with like 200 yards. They threw for 200. Their defense, uh, John Rice pulled me the cue for Ole Miss, tore it up a little bit running because that dude's a freak. Go watch some of his highlights. Uh, but they like it was such a good played game or well played game, even with Kale Garrett out for the year. Then they go to or go to Vandy, and then the offense goes from like like a top twenty, top fifteen offense to like eightieth. And then they just lose to this Vandy team that was one and seven and just lost to UNLV. 
Then they go to Kentucky and just just I mean, it was raining, but that's no excuse. They just got demolished. Lynn Bowden was the QB. He, he only threw four passes and they beat Mizzou. Like it's the offense has gone from like a top twenty to like a hundred and twenty. And that's not even an exaggeration. They can't do anything. They yeah. can't run the ball. They don't try to run it. Uh, they can't. They don't throw deep balls. I don't know if Kelly Bryant's hurt. Like his knee is like bothering his mobility. He pulled his hammy last week, so they put him in the backup. It's just a mess right now. Uh, I don't know if this is a good omen, but uh, this game's on ESPN. And right after Wyoming's playing Boise State, I don't know if they're like throwing the shade at Mizzou by putting Wyoming out. <laughs> but that that's just. I don't know if that's a good sign or bad, but I think yeah, I don't think Missouri scores. I think it'll be seventeen nothing. And seventeen nothing. Uh, that's that's mostly ever. You really came at me and said they're undefeated as an underdog at zero and zero. I'm laying it all out there. <laughs> I'm putting all the facts out there. Oh my I'm, goodness. All right. So that's they, this week and next week and a couple weeks down the line. It is all of November. That's exactly what's gonna happen. There's no need for you to lie. There's no need. I told you what's going to happen. Just check back at this podcast at the end of November. I will. I will. <laughs> and we'll see. So and we'll see what happens when we go to the the conference championship preview. Most of these will be done except the Oregon. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got. So, I got one more thing. Okay. Uh, it's not college football related, but I had to say this. I if you think robot umps are the answer in baseball, just just go away. I, I don't understand Shoot. this, so I just don't understand this. The like, I like everyone freaked out. It was like game seven, the Carlos Correa pitch that was inside. They called it a strike. Was it a strike? No. But you know what's worse than that strike call was leaving like thirty three guys on base for Houston in game six this and seven true. of that series. Maybe that would help if you put the ball in play instead of complaining about bad strike calls. Maybe that would help you These win the facts. World Series. Like I yes. this whole blaming the officiating thing is just the most annoying thing in any sport. Yes, yeah. there's times where bad calls. I tend to agree. Like the Saints Rams thing last year, I got so mad at that because you know what would have helped the Saints if they would have stopped the Rams when they got the ball back or yeah. an OT or, when the Saints you know, got the ball to drive down and score. Didn't throw like, a pick. You know, yeah. Don't throw a pick, Drew Brees. Or early in the and game, now, when Jared and, Goff can't hear. You you can't freaking yeah. blow the game out. That was yeah. That's how you lost the game. It wasn't that call. And now because of that call, we had this stupid pass interference rule, which makes no sense. That that's all I got to say. The challenge, the pass interference, which is which is worse, a bad call in one game or letting the bad call affect how the rest of the games are called in history. It's just I don't know. I tend to agree. Like I said, this we can't last alter year, all these things. When Mizzou got robbed of the game against Kentucky, where they called pass interference on the last play of the game when the ball landed in the tunnel, so it wasn't catchable. Is it a bad call? Yes, but you know what's worse? Not getting a first down the entire second half. Yeah, that that's worse. Like this whole blame the officiating is so old. It yeah, happened last year in the Stanley Cup final. Tyler Bozak trips a guy. The Blue score after it. Well, go score. Like like I'm so tired of this. Like the officiating <laughs> thing. Is it bad? Yes. A lot of officiating is bad, but it doesn't like. There's things you can do to avoid, it, and that's just be better. Hundred percent. All right. Hundred percent. All I right. Throw that rant in there real quick. Andrew, I don't know when the next time we'll have you on is, but I'm sure it'll be sooner than later. You are not being blackballed. I continue to prove that to you week after week. This is your third appearance in the last month. College basketball starting (laughs) up. There's another reason to bring me on. 
That's true. That's true. A big college basketball year. Yeah, t- right. tomorrow we got uh, three versus four Kentucky or Kansas and Duke. One versus two Duke or Kentucky Is that true? Michigan State. There's a whole whatever four of those te- those four teams are playing. Kansas, Duke, I Michigan didn't State, know Kentucky, that. all in the top four. They're all playing each other. It's three versus four. Some one college versus hoops. Two. I don't know who's playing who, but it's three versus four, one versus two. It's the first all week right. ever that one versus two is playing in football and basketball, even though the basketball teams haven't played yet. So, like, who really knows who's one versus two? But whatever. Interesting. Whatever. I don't know. Some, that, that's, that's just some fun. It's interesting. We'll we'll get the March Madness pod back this year, definitely. So. There's one well, game. I don't know. I, I won the <laughs> I won the bracket last year. My Auburn pick. I know. So we need we need you to bring the wisdom. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I can't share too much. All right, all right. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we'll see you sooner than later. I I say, Andrew. I'd like good to, good stuff today. I might go AWOL if Missouri drops their last four. So. <laughs> all right. Spread the word. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 